Hello there. From Feels Like Friday Films and Radio Nowhere, this is Did You Hear This? With your hosts, Zach and Paul. Welcome back, everyone. Woo! Thank you for joining us for Did You Hear This? I'm Zach, and over there is my dear friend, Paul. Woo! I think we're going to hang this song. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I feel like I should screw it up on purpose now, though. Right? Like, that's our thing. And, like but I, then I it becomes I not genuine. I should have called myself Saul or something. <laughs> Bill! I'm Bill! <laughs> Paul's got uh, a great story for us this week here. It's a very um, timely and relevant story, I think. Incredibly, especially in the month of June. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, so as, as our listeners, uh, if you're still with us after all these episodes, I'm sure you're aware of this. As you know, this month is Pride Month, uh, which is the month set aside specifically to celebrate the activism uh, and the lives and contributions of Americans of the LGBTQ plus um, community. Um, and it, it's something that started um, inspired, of course, by the Stonewall riots of June of 1969, during which, uh, on, during a police raid on a, on a gay bar, um, uh, members of the community, specifically uh, transgender members of the community, uh, started throwing bottles and rocks at cops um, in protest of uh, the, the harmful treatment they were receiving at the hands of the New York police. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's become an annual tradition in the United States. Every month in June um, is, is set aside, although uh, it was not always a month. And this has been an evolving thing in this country, as we know. Right. It went from like a single day pride celebration to then it was like pride weekend and pride week and now it's pride month. And so really it's a great, uh, you know, evolution of, of the celebration and the edu- what should be an educational experience as well. Absolutely. Um, it, it is to the point where uh, three of our presidents have now acknowledged it publicly in speeches. Uh, Bill Clinton in 1999 and 2000. Uh, Barack Obama from 2009 to 2016, uh, and Joe Biden in 2021. President Trump uh, did acknowledge Pride Month in 2019, but he did it through tweets rather than official proclamations. And how tweets, angry were these tweets? I, how much know, hate tweeting did he do? I, I don't. I didn't look him up just because I really don't want to even give him the search traffic. Um, right. Especially, it I mean, might be the first time we've actually used his name on this show. It, it we might tend be. to call him like Cheeto Hitler, or yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, because the shoe fits, you got to put it on, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's true. There are a lot of shoes out there that fit that I would not wear. I mean, I would, I'd at least try some shoes in my size. I'm never going to say no to trying shoes. Mm. Um, anyway. The, the issue at hand today is a story um, about what's, what's been going on in terms of commun- commercialization of Pride Month. You may have noticed over the last few years, listeners, that, uh, um, that Pride Month has, has really become sort of a corporate-sponsored holiday. Um, oh, my where, gosh, where yes. Everyone from Google to, um, you know, the, the Public Transit Authority uh, brings out the rainbow flags for Pride Month. And that is a wonderful thing. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay that at all. 
the fact that the open tolerance and acceptance of the community is growing this country is a good thing. There's will, no disputing that. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of uh, lashback, backlash, whatever the correct word is, from within the community because it really boils down to you know, a lot of it's lip service. It's like, here, buy a rainbow colored for a month, then we'll go back to ignoring your rights. Right. So is, and that's the double-edged sword. Exactly. And that's where our story this week comes from. So in in the Twitterverse, we're all familiar with, you know, uh, or, or, or the, the social media landscape. We're all familiar with the fact that like Burger King is one of those social media accounts that's very active. And the company itself is trying to um, sort of not position suck. itself as a, yeah, not suck is a good way to put it. Um, now, personally, I've always liked Burger King. But that's beside the point. Burger King, send us your money. Yeah, please. They may not want to after what we're about to say, though. So mm. Burger King has come out swinging directly at Chick-fil-A. And why this matters for Pride Month is this. Burger King is donating 40 cents uh, from the sale of each of its chicken. Uh, that's how it's spelled. C-H-K-I-N-G. Chicken. Uh, sandwich king burger king right 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 they're donating 40 cents for every chicken sandwich sold now through june 30th uh up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the human rights campaign so awesome that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for human rights that's a quarter of a million dollars super good here's the thing on the one hand i want to celebrate this news because absolutely First of all, Chick-fil-A is disgusting. Secondly, it has a long, long history of supporting uh, organizations and charities that specifically targeted members of the LGBTQ plus um, I mean, one of the biggest backers of Proposition 8 in California mm-hmm. was Chick-fil-A, or I guess rather we should say the owners of Chick-fil-A using Chick-fil-A money. It's worth pointing out that Chick-fil-A's owner, uh, Dan Cathy, is currently one of the top donors to the National Christian Charitable Foundation, an organization that is specifically currently funding efforts to prevent the passage of federal non-discrimination laws against the LGBTQ plus community. They're um, also supporting other Republican-backed groups. It's true. Uh, They're, they have in the past are... donated to conversion therapy. Um, they've. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Go ahead, man. Yep. No, it's cool. That's cool. Whatever, Paul. Just hurt my feelings. We're not friends. I see how it is. I was going to say they're also currently, uh, so while they've done some things to try to repair their reputation from Prop 8, they're currently supporting Republican-backed initiatives to suppress voter rights as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it is like, I want to applaud Burger King for making that move. But the reason that it's, it's difficult for me to do that is because... Burger King itself isn't exactly the most, shall we say, woke of corporations. While it has been an outspoken ally in situations like this, as well as in 2014, when it created the Proud Whopper for Pride Month, it's worth pointing out that they're doing this in a way that is still making them money. And it's also worth pointing out uh, that Burger King, as of, uh, let's see, 20... 14 had scored a failing 55 out of 100 points on the human rights campaign's corporate equality index. In fact, it wasn't until 2019 that it scored 100% on the index. Um, So it's not like Burger King has this longstanding tradition 
of being better. And it's wonderful that they're doing this in a way that is taking money out of the coffers of Chick-fil-A. Um, but it's doing it for corporate reasons. And it's worth pointing out that the company itself is, while it is as of 2019, scoring hundred percent on the index of corporate equality, it's not like it's been innocent in the past. So, I, I mean, that's basically the story at this point is on the mm-hmm. one hand, you want to cheer for these situations where money is being donated to worthy causes and where you're specifically targeting companies that are acting against the community. That's the whole point of social activism. But I think the corporate nature of it is probably the most unsettling part of this sort of interplay because it shouldn't need to come from a corporate place to motivate speaking out against corporations that do bad against the community. And it shouldn't come in a situation where they're only donating 40 cents off of a sandwich that's probably what, like $2.50? I mean, I that's still a pretty large percentage. It's honestly. a large percentage, but but it's you're only doing it up to a quarter of a million dollars. How much money is Burger King making regularly? Well, yeah, I always feel that way with any of these. You know, they're like, we'll match donations up to a million dollars. And I'm just like, just donate the million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think about the advertising money they put into it is well over the, the quarter of a million dollars they're going to end up donating. But I will say this, I'll take the counter to Paul here. Mm-hmm. And yes, they might have a history. What company here really doesn't that's, mm-hmm. that's that old? Mm-hmm. But the fact that we see progress, I think, is worth spending money to support that progress. These, they've made choices. You said they got up to 100%. Great. Let's celebrate that. Mm-hmm. They're actually giving money back to the communities. Well, great. Let's celebrate that. And this is one of those rare times where I feel like capitalism can actually be used for good. Mm-hmm. We have a company for maybe dubious corporate reasons making good social moves, let's reward that so they continue to make those good social moves. And I I think it can be summed up in one one Reddit post I saw Mm -hmm. where the person said, well, at least Burger King is actually doing something. And I think that is really powerful because we talked at the beginning about how it's a corporate holiday this Mm -hmm. month now. And so many of these companies, they're like, yeah, we'll throw a rainbow on our, on our, shirts or whatever Mm. uh literally nothing is going to the community that's a hundred percent like let's let's take advantage of your money where we live in this sort of weird weird world where yes it's amazing to have this out and to have all the products available and i want to buy all the rainbow stuff right but at the same time it's like i know they're really just you know taking advantage of me for my money and there's not anything any substance backing it up so at least let's get Burger King the shadow of the doubt here. There is some substance there. And you know what? I haven't eaten a Burger King in probably 10 years. I am not a Burger King fan, mm-hmm. but this has made me go, maybe I should go buy one of these sandwiches. I, I see the point you're making about, yes, it's awesome that money is being donated. It's not enough to me. No, and, but if your option also... is Chick-fil-A or Burger King, Paul, one that's actively working against versus one that's trying to do something. Well, for whatever true. the intent might be, what are you going to choose? That's true. I just worry that it's trapping us into a dichotomy here where the only way that we see progress now is through corporate, you know, corporate uh, politicizing rather than through like actually guaranteeing um, better quality of life for people. So say it with me now, Paul. Late, late stage, stage capitalism. capitalism.
um, my face lit up when you started going to that. I'm like, I, I know, I know it did. Why is Burger King right now the flag bearer of corporate? Of corporations, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Other companies should be ashamed that Burger King is getting this recognition. Do better. <laughs> Companies and, do better. And I guess, you know, at this point, if there are other corporations that are putting out, you know, campaigns like this, go and support them. And like, as, as a, I don't like capitalism personally, but I guess I'm going to go buy some chicken sandwiches from Burger King to contribute to this total. Um, but you know, not that Burger King is listening to us because, you know, all of our like number of listeners, um, I'm going to go with seven this week, seven this week. Is that what we're going with? By the way, still no emails. Make sure you hit us with an email folks, especially from those of you this week in the LGBTQ plus community. I'd love to hear uh, your take on the, on the Burger King issue. And that's uh, did you hear this pod at gmail.com. It's spelled the same way as the show. So, you know, just literally use use the tools in front of you people. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, local color story for the for the week. I think Woo! you're gonna love this one, Paul. It's not exactly right, it. Wallaby Watch 2021, but it's oh, right excited. up in the same level. I'm hoping it's an animal story because I'm literally wearing an animals of the world shirt right now that is mm-hmm. like renamed things. So like it's it's got a trash panda. It's got a danger noodle, a sea flap flap, a booble snoot, a formal chick. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is. It is an animal story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this one comes to us out of British Columbia. Oh, we're back in Canada. All right. We are. This happened today, June 9th. And this is courtesy of the United Press International. Okay. Uh, there was a loose emu. <laughs> At the Prince George Airport. <laughs> There's a loose emu at the Prince George Airport. Where are emus from? Australia. I, I, I thought so. I thought they were from the Southern Hemisphere, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. So this brings up a number of questions for me. Like, did, did this emu arrive on a flight and get out of the baggage area and that's why it was loose? Or did it, like, escape from a zoo? Um the theory is it's unknown. And this is my favorite part of the whole article, by the way. I'm going okay, to quote okay. this because I love it. Do it. Right. <clears throat> and I quote, the flightless Australian bird, comma, which is of yet unknown origin, <laughs> comma, end quote. Yeah. Of uh, yet unknown origin. <laughs> so the theory is it's either from, of course, like some sort of farm. There is such a thing as emu farming or from a... Uh, like a zoo or a petting zoo or something. Anyway, <laughs> they got they got a petting zoo to capture it, mm-hmm. but the guy didn't want to put it in with his own emus because they're territorial. But now, I, now I have a view of two gangs of emus snapping their fins at each other, a la West Side Story. And some jets and some sharks in there. Spielberg, send us money! So they put it in a horse corral, and it got loose again. <laughs> It feels like that's on them, right? Because a horse corral, horse corral, I'm not picturing a horse corral with like a chain link fence or anything. Like Mm. horse corrals are just like wooden posts, at least where I'm from. So like, it feels like you should know better than to put an emu in something with holes that big. Well, here's a quote from the the owner of the petting zoo. Mm -hmm. Quote, so we put it in the horse corral, which was not very effective. End quote. (laughs) 
this is what people come to our show for, right? Mm-hmm. Wall- Wallaby escapes, emu, emu's on the run. This emu is still on the loose. Uh, if you see, if you were from British Columbia and you see a loose emu, contact uh, Brent Mize from Black Spruce Petting Zoo. He is monitoring social <laughs> media to, to recapture it. <laughs> there's something going on with the animals man i don't know what it is and i didn't start it like this was a joke when i started talking about all the animals escaping and getting smarter during the COVID era i starting to feel like there might be something going on they're, they're definitely they're they're breaking out the revolt is coming paul if it's not the robots it'll be the animals Ta-ka! Tell you what, dear listeners, we'll end it here with Paul's beautiful caca. Hey, send us your impressions and interpretations of the Burger King situation and your best bird impressions. One more time, that's did you hear this pod at gmail.com. I promise I check it, even if Zach thinks I don't. D I D J A. <laughs> did ya? Well, listeners, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, keep an eye out for those, those damn emus. You never know when they're going to strike. And for all of us here, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, I guess that's it. That's the only advice I have. So, uh, have a, have a good week. You've been listening to Did You Hear This (laughs) with your hosts, Zach and Paul. Did You Hear This is a Radio Nowhere production co-produced by Feels Like Friday Films. From all of us here, have a better tomorrow.